Full Circle is a podcast with stories from and about the communities of BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color who live, work, and play on the unsurrendered territories of the Lekwungen and Wissanik peoples, this land now referred to as Victoria, British Columbia. In 2020, a study titled Inclusion in the Recording Studio by the University of Southern California looked at the Hot 100 year-end billboard charts and the 2020 Grammy nominations to see how well women were represented. The 2020 version compared data collected since 2012 and concluded that women are still missing in the music industry. Women represent less than one-third of all performers and only 12.5% of songwriters. Women account for only 2.6% of the producers and women of color as producers are basically invisible, with only eight out of 1,093 producing credits going to women of color, which is a representation of less than 1%. For one, I wanna talk about male interference in women's careers in hip hop. And that's a huge freaking problem. It's gonna be really hard for me to not to swear sometimes. It's a huge problem. I think that um, a lot of female artists end up with male managers and male agents who let them know like, hey, look. And because they're working with other men, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like that, it's like that, it's like that colonizer thing. Like if we want, why would we want these, these things or these opportunities for people of color to be handed out by colonizers how does that make sense so like then how are are female artists safe if if all of the gatekeepers are men who have these views of women who have certain views of women have problematic views of women then how are we safe anywhere we go and then how are that's impacting our career because of course now it becomes at a certain level competition. We have to compete with each other. And what's the easiest way to get mad views with your body? Um, so of course they're going to be pressured to do that. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that all everybody across the board does that, but I'm just saying that that's male interference in women's careers in hip hop and in the industry in general is a huge problem. And it look at history, look at the history of, of a lot of, female artists going way back a lot of their their style was forced to change or at least at some point in time they were asked to change or they were asked to do things that they in their videos that they would never have done themselves because this these men over here like we're pretty sure this is going to be better for who because you think that a whole bunch of men are going to throw their money at this because they all have erections and that's like that's sad why are we why are we making more of that that's like not keeping us safe. That's creating more, that's, that's creating less safe spaces for us. Has there been a female rapper that's come up without a male by her side? Like, un- unfortunately, like, and I mean like household name, like Nicki Minaj, Foxy Brown, Lil Kim, Nicki Minaj, or um, Cardi B, maybe Megan Thee Stallion, maybe, um, and maybe Young Ma. But other than that, I just, I, I, I do feel like it's so male dominated that even when the females become household names, it always is with the helping hand from a dude or like a stamp of approval in a way that's like, yo, by the way, this girl can actually spit, especially everybody's a rapper now. So it's like, you need that validation from a dude still, unfortunately. 
but there are so many corners of this industry. Like there's the PR people. Those are different. These are all rooms. Like imagine being in a boarding room with people. There's the PR people. Then you get the agents and you got, you know, you got video people and you got recording people and you got all different types of people that you have to be around and, and communicate with. And for the majority of the, all through those many layers, majority of those people are are you know eurocentric cisgendered hetero male and at a certain point when you start to look at the grander scheme of things you start to realize that as a triple minority um as somebody who is you know black and indigenous who's a woman who's queer who's who was a teen mom um you know you know people think my daughter is my sister because she's 10 and I'm I'm just turning 30 so and I'm kind of short so I mean like it's very like I've got all these different things where people look at me and right away boom 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 and I have to like really understand how unsafe that can feel and how terrifying they can feel to like to even think about going and being alone in a room with all these men with all older white cisgendered men um that is it it's just it's just not a safe and comfortable experience and so what it can do too many times is is those opportunities that they are gatekeeping I mean, it causes them to want to give those opportunities to the people that they view for whatever reasons. And if those, if they are, are, have colonized minds, then that excludes the majority of people right away. In fact, puts favor upon one demographic of individual, which is why we see so many other white cisgendered males getting success and getting more opportunities and all these things in the industry above women and people from marginalized communities. I know for sure, because of my pussy, I get a lot of people that'll say, I don't write my stuff, which like, irks the hell out of me um because if i was a dude you would never just automatically assume that um so that yeah that's that that's very hurtful because i literally yeah especially at shows and stuff and because my big brother who like you know like i've like i said i've called him my big brother since i was 16 he's been doing music and hip-hop and he's one of the best lyricists in edmonton so people kind of just really assume that he's writing my stuff yeah (laughs) um and it'll be a whole back and forth conversation and no matter what i say their minds just don't change so i just i don't bother it's whatever what am i gonna do like i ghostwrite for people in alberta like what do you mean (laughs) do you want to see my notes like i have like notepads and i have like notes on my phone like do you want to see oh yeah they probably just send it to you though like that's why it's on your phone they send it to you and i didn't have a notepad and they're like yeah but you know he probably you could just go over there and take his notepad and go home and practice it and especially too like when i write i i don't memorize my verses right away like it takes me some time to like sit there and memorize it and so that was a huge thing too. They're like, oh, clearly you don't write it. And I was like, you literally watched me sit here writing this verse live. And you're still going to tell me that somebody sent this to me while we were both sitting here. It's fun for me because he's always like, she's in charge. Like, don't talk to me. Go ask her. And they're like, oh, and like, I'm like, hi. Yeah, that's me. I'm standing here being ignored. 
but okay, now you're going to ask me for help. Okay. So go ahead and ask me for some fucking help. It's, it's, yeah. So the thing, the, the thing that I struggle with the most still is, is being the only woman in the room majority of the time. And even though I'm the one in charge majority of the time, I get ignored. I get spoken over. I'll speak and people don't acknowledge that I've said anything. Um, I'll be telling a story. Somebody else will come in, barge in with their story. Now everybody's listening to them. I'm, I don't exist. So I'm constantly up against this whole, like, I still don't exist, but I'm paying everybody to be here. I've got the, the schedule. I've made the schedule. I, I organized for all of us to be here and I, I'm the one in charge, like a hundred percent, but people will still, the males in the room will all still completely speak over me, talk over me, like interrupt and not, not a single time will everybody, anybody be like, yo, Hey, ho, ho. She was talking. Why would you do that? She's talking never, ever. That's never, ever happened. Never. So I just, at this point I give up. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm just shut up. And I'm going to take note of who I'm hiring next time and who I'm not hiring next time because I don't care anymore. And I'm not going to waste my energy being like, oh, you need to do this and you should change and this is how you hurt me. Listen, bye. (laughs) Bye. Like, I'm not going to call you anymore. I'm going to get another project, grant, budget, whatever, hired from them to do this. We get this budget. I'm not calling you. I'm going to call somebody else who respects me, who I don't have to ask for respect. They're just going to do it. And if they don't, then I won't call them either. <laughs> like, it's pretty simple. I don't have time anymore.